0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: So here on Roto Grinders, I'm Turd Ferguson. I'm giving you some of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife. If you haven't signed up yet, making bad life choices, sign up using promo code Grinders. Get a free 100% pause bonus on your first or you can get up to a $500 deposit bonus if you go look through our review, but it's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and it is yours, and you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos multiple times a week, throw in these props, and let the money roll in. I've got four of them for you today, all of them from the Monday Night Football game, so stay tuned. All right, let's do my first prop here. It is a two out of two rapid fire in the Monday Night Football game. All right, so we got Simeon versus Baker. Simeon getting 55.5 yards. Honestly, this one's pretty darn close to a toss-up here. I'm rolling with Simeon, though, just because it's a large number. There's too much room for a little bit of volatility there. It's close, but I'm rolling with Simeon just because it's such a large number. Baker's going up against Greg Williams, his former coach. He knows how Baker works here, and Greg Williams is a drastically better than average defensive coordinator. He was the reason why... Cleveland's defense was so good last year. He's going to keep Jets' defense doing pretty darn well, and he knows Baker. So I'm rolling with Simeon. Next up, Beckham versus Crowder here. Crowder getting 25.5 yards. Seems like a little bit too low for me. Crowder did have a ton of targets last week, but Darnold's not on the offense. It's Simeon. We don't know if he's going to get peppered with targets like he was last week. and Beckham should go off for a decent game here. I'm rolling with Beckham and moving on. All right, next up, we got my second profit. two out of three over under in the Monday Night Football game. All right, so we got Baker over under 269.5. Vegas currently has him pegged for slightly over that with some heavy juice on the under. So I'm rolling with the under here. It's just that simple. Vegas thinks the under is probably going to hit. He's going up against Greg Williams. I already mentioned that. Greg Williams is a great defensive coordinator. I think the Jets defense is going to be better this year. So I'm rolling with the under. Next up, Simeon over under 214.5. Currently, Vegas has him pegged for slightly higher than that. So I'm rolling with the over. It's a very small number here. 214.5. Cleveland's defense got beat up pretty darn badly versus Tennessee last week. And guess what? Tennessee, not a great team. Jets, not a great team. But this is a low number. You roll with the over. Next up, Beckham over under 80.5 reception yards. I'm going with the under here. Currently, Vegas hasn't pegged for right around there. But that's a fairly high number. Again, Greg Williams will probably try and shut down the number one option here. You take me. In. All right, next up, guys, we got my third prop. It's another over/under in the Monday Night Football game. All right, Baker. First off, twenty point five yard point fantasy points here. Too high of a number. Way too high of a number. Just go below it. It's that simple here. Baker is going to struggle here against this New York defense again. Greg Williams. I know they're projected to win by about seven here. This is a fairly high number. Chug can get it done. Any number of things can happen. Simeon can end up with a pick six, so there's a lot of stuff baked into that total there. Next up, Bell. I'm taking the over of 18.5 points. That's just too low. The guy's going to be a focal point in this offense here. Simeon's going to be passing the ball to him quite a bit. Going to be dumping the ball to off to him a ton because Simeon does not know what he's doing that much. And he's not that great of a quarterback. Bell, is a full point PPR. You easily take the over. Last up, Beckham, over under 18.5. I think that he's going to probably average about 19 in this type of matchup here but the median is going to be 18 and below, So I'm taking the under here, it's just that simple. All right guys, last up we got my last prop of the night, but before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel, let you know exactly when these videos come out so you can throw those props in and leave any of your favorite props or any questions you have on the YouTube page. But let's get to my fourth prop of the night. It is a two out of three rapid fire Monday Night Football. All right, so we got Simeon versus Mayfield. Already went through this. I'm taking Simeon because 55.5 55.5 is a large number here. It's that simple. Simeon might not have a great game, but I don't think Baker's going to do that well in this matchup. So I'm taking Simeon in this spot here. Next up, we have Beckham versus Landry's total receptions. Beckham currently pegged for one more over in Vegas, but Beckham has very heavy juice on the over. I think it's more likely that he ends up with two plus more receptions. Then Landry there. It's that simple. Last up, Crowder versus Anderson. Anderson, very boomer bust play. The guy, we all know that he can go off for giant catches here. But Crowder, more of a possession guy. got to get peppered with targets. Got a ton last week. Probably is going to get a decent amount this week. Not nearly as much, but Anderson, way too volatile. You take the guy that's more consistent, he's only giving up two more than five yards. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again for the Thursday night football game. Good luck on all your props tonight. I'm out of here.
2: See you, kids. Hey, thanks for taking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current video's playlist. Oh my goodness, look at this overlay. I'm so positive, EV in this contest, dude. What the hell, dude? Everybody's scared to take my head-to-heads. Nobody will scoot me, dude. Oh my god, I'm the only one who had the stones to flex a tight end. I got auto match with Levitan. This is bullshit. My bankroll management is so locked in. Wasn't feeling this slate only played 0.05% of my roll. Oh my god. How many times am I going to be on the wrong side of variance? Oh, I I I am profitable in DFS. I just can't beat the rate. The rate is too damn high, dude. It was a GPP play, okay? If he goes off at .001% ownership, I win all the money. TTP, baby. T-T-P. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I run so unbelievably bad. It was a smash spot. It was a smash spot. Dude, qualifiers are so negative EV, bro, dude. I can go to Miami whenever I want. i like to swap off the stone nuts. This is so tilting. I just go the other way. In that 66, I win all the money. All the money. This is such BS. Dude was number two in the Airy Arquilo model. (laughs) Head Chopper got so lucky, man. If I had the money
1: to fire...
2: A billionaire. Uh, Patriots 3,700? Uh, you know who pays up for defense? Donkeys. Oh my goodness, look at this overlay. I'm so positive EV in this contest, dude. What the hell, dude? Everybody's scared to take my head to heads. Nobody will scoop me, dude. Oh my god, I'm the only one who had the stones to flex a tight end. I got auto match with Levitan. This is bullshit. My bankroll management so locked in, wasn't feeling this slate only played 0.05% of my role? Oh my god, how many times am I going to be on the wrong side of variance? Oh, I, I I am profitable in DFS, I just can't beat the rank, the rate is too damn high! Dude, it was a GPP play, okay? If he goes off at 0.001% ownership, I win all the money! TTP, baby! T-T-P. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I run so unbelievably bad. It was a smash spot. It was a smash spot. Dude, qualifiers are so negative, Ev, bro, dude. I can go to Miami whenever I want. I like swap off the stone nuts. This is so tilting. If I just go the other way in that 66, I win all the money. All the money. This is such BS. Dude was number two in the area I love on Head Chopper got so lucky, man. If I had the money to fire 150 lineups, I'd be a billionaire. Uh, Patriots 3,700? Uh, you know who pays up for defense? Donkeys. Process over results. Process over results. Hey, babe. Yeah, no, I broke even. Maybe slightly under, but yeah, yeah, no, it's a wash. Yeah. At least I got the crowns. I'll always have the crowns.
3: Going on Rotor Grinders. Dean here at Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on I me, mean, it's actually 534 in the East Coast, 234 in the West Coast, 434 Tennessee time, which of course, of course, it time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Yahoo. Join me today. It's uh, it's Jordan, it's Blender. What's going on, dude? How's uh I got a case of the Mondays? How about yourself? Do you have a case of the Mondays? Or
4: are we all good? I got the case of I did a six plus hour yesterday and now I'm exhausted.
3: Oh, so okay, so you're saying you're just gonna be coasting in this one? Is that what you're kind of? Is that the implication? Is that what I'm hearing?
4: Well, it's baseball while football is going on, and half the teams have nothing to play for. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm coasting just like some of these teams. Well, we have something to play for. This is daily fantasy
3: sports. We don't care about tomorrow. We don't care about yesterday. We care about tonight. It's a it's a clean slate. It's a clean scoreboard. We're all starting with zero.
4: Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta win tonight to get all my money back from NFL yesterday.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Week one, I had a great week. Uh, week two, I basically gave it all back. So uh, back where we started. That, that's sort of where I'm at too. And uh, with the exception, uh, I know one JSU who uh, I he actually does the crunch time stuff for us too, as far as football uh, on Sundays. Uh, he banked the the Yahoo contest, the sponsor, the the million dollar contest over there. Uh, you know, I'm all for flat payouts. He probably wouldn't be after that, but I'm sure he's not upset. He got 10% of the pool at $100,000. So congrats to him, obviously. Um, yeah. Yesterday just wasn't a, it's a baseball show. Obviously we'll talk baseball in a second. It's a seven game where we can kind of sort of cruise this one for sure. But uh Football did not, uh, you know, did not go well for myself. You know what it was? Good old Biff. Biff,
4: uh, the wrong page. Oh, the Almanac let me down once again. It, it, right. I always keep on telling you it only goes up to the year 2000. So, yeah, but, you know, I, I got probably the, not going to work. This
3: is a second print and like they give it an update and all that. But uh, they, they send like an email pamphlet out there. You know, they kind of like, give you some updates. But every once in a while, Biff will just kind of screw you over personally. But that's uh, I'm not giving up on the Almanac. We're going back to it today.
4: Okay, so what does the Almanac say say for, for pitching today?
3: The Almanac says um, – <laughs> yeah, you know, the Almanac doesn't care. This it. <laughs> is getting like 144, I know, like 162, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, it, well, it says Steven Strasburg the best pitcher in the bump, but it also says – doesn't say it, but you know this because he plays his every single day. We know we live in the world of a salary cap, and Strasburg is the best dude. He doesn't have the best matchup. We have some premium matchups out there as far as Barrios – Against the White Sox, you can argue that's one of the nut matchups. And then, of course, you have uh, Tanner Roark versus the Royals, another nut matchup. And a third nut matchup is Robbie Ray versus, you know, versus the putrid Marlins. So the best pitcher is uh, is Strasburg. And he actually has something to play for, right? Uh, and I'm curious what you're doing in tournaments. I'm mostly playing tournaments as well tonight. If you're playing cast uh, this time of year, like, good for you. But I'm mainly just playing a couple uh you know, the big double-ups, essentially. That's sort of where I'm at. As far as my cash lineup, but I'm delving into your world and playing some tournaments for sure. And uh, as far as the elite pitchers, I think those are the big names as far as the slate. You know, we have uh, looking from a K percent, a K perspective, that's clearly two guys. You know, it's Robbie Ray and it's Strasburg, and it takes a dip. You know, Ray and Strasburg both average about 30% as far as their Ks in the season. Strasburg, a distinctly better pitcher than Ray, you know, as far as uh, yielding homers, just over one homer per nine. As far as his ERA, if you care about the ERA, Strasburg's ERA about a run, a run lower than Ray the sierras but a half run lower as well um of course the ray gets to face the marlins who again re- to reiterate they are terrible at hitting baseballs um yeah and you know if you read cheese's million dollar musings not just today but anytime in the last few years he would always talk about you know robbie ray is so yin and yang and you don't really know what you're going to get you know the old forrest gump deal but uh you're not supposed to play him when he's going to be chalky and robbie ray's going to be fairly chalky it's a short slate and it's the marlins and like there's no way for him to hide. So in theory, you're not supposed to play him, the book. I'm not saying the Almanac does, but like the DFS book says, you're not supposed to play him. But I'm still going to be playing some Robbie Ray. How about yourself?
4: I don't see how you could avoid him for this price. I mean, you have Strasburg, you have Berrios, you have Ray. Now, Berrios gets the best matchup, but he's not the highest strikeout pitcher. Then you have Strasburg, who's the highest strikeout pitcher. It's not the – it's not the worst of matchups, but he's also 11 8 on a slate where cores with the Mets and the, the Rockies have high-priced hitters if you want to play them. But looking at the uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you taught me the refresh front and let me refresh this before I I, I give out facts that are wrong. So if I go to uh to plate IQ and I check the the minute the Miami lineup, like outside of like Rojas and Prado. The strikeout rates of these guys are fairly high. Alfaro's batting cleanup, and he has a 32% K rate. You got Dean, you got Brinson, you got Ramirez, you got Birdie. They're all over 20. So it's And it's not like Castro, Rojas, and Prado are like power hitters. So like it's just a matter of like not walking them. But the walk rate for the Miami lineup is 4.5%. And if Robbie Ray is not walking people, yeah. he's a great pitcher. That's typically when you stack against him. It's because he's walking five guys in four innings, and he's putting people on base, and then giving up hard hits. But when Starlin Castro's like the most power-hitting hitter in your lineup, like I'm not, I'm not opposed to fading him at uh, he's projected to be 38% going on DraftKings, but I think for the sa- the salary that you save from Strasburg down to Ray, I think he's a better point per dollar play. But if you wanted to play Barrios for 400 more. I think that's, I think Berrios has a safer floor in the matchup, but I think Ray has the higher ceiling.
3: Yeah. So Ray had that blister. He had a finger last time out. I'm like he didn't walk anybody because he didn't last long enough. And he also got shellacked by by the Mets. They put a, they put a hurt on him for sure. He got five runs in the first inning. Uh, yeah. And you're right. You know, his, his issue is walking dudes. Uh, he does give up power to the left, to the right hand side, but like who's going to hit, get him? Maybe Castro, like you said, they're the Marlins best hitter. And like that's by default their best hitter. He's actually a decent major hitter. I shouldn't knock him uh garrett cooper he's actually not in the lineup like you said you kind of ran it off and you know one of the first things you're looking for when you're thinking about rostering a pitcher against the marlins is is lewis Brenson in the lineup and yes he is he's an absolute disaster uh he doesn't do anything well uh you know there's still some promise there in theory well he's still just 24 he's no longer 19 but yeah he's in there dean's in there prado is a pest like he's gonna pop up and he's gonna ground out he's probably not gonna strike out strike out like you said rojas too another contact guy but it's a terrible terrible lineup um they have nothing to play for, but I assume, again, I assume his finger is fine. Uh, I, I don't know how often the blisters kind of open back up again. We saw it with uh, Rich Hill a couple years ago. It was always kind of a fun tilt whenever Rich he would come out of the game like two or three times a year. But, you know, different fingers, different situation, I suppose. And Ray is definitely a guy I'm playing in tournaments. I think you kind of sort of have to, like you alluded to. Uh, this Marlins lineup is a disaster. Um, and then Strasburg, I, I think Strasburg, because the step-downs are pretty good for a seven-game slate, like we talked about it, They're pretty decent pitchers, Uh, you know, not the amazing K rates, but the matchups are so good, and you know, you we'll talk about the sticks in a second. People are just going to want to load up on cores, you know, the Colorado side, the the Mets side, and even Oakland's got a sneaky high total. He's looked like total in the game; it's like nine and a half, but Oakland's got a a six plus. You know, KC I think has the lowest uh, team total on the board. You know, that's why Roark's kind of interesting as far as stepping down ahead. You mentioned Barrios. I think Hamels is kind of, sort of, somewhat interesting. Like he's not been good since coming back in the injured list. But you know, if you fire up Weather Edge, have you taken a peek as far as Weather Edge today for Wrigley?
4: Yeah, I have, and I, 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 I typically, I think when we get into hitters, uh, the the Cubs are underpriced despite the five mile an hour blowing in wind because I think they were priced as if Sonny Gray was going to be pitching today, and then they, and then Gausman's going to be in, but I don't think Gausman's going to pitch more than three innings. Yeah, he's not if anything. He's not so I mean, he's not even an option. It's just a matter of of are people going based on the Javino's ownership percentage, uh, percentages. People aren't going to play the Cubs, but when we get when we get into hitters, I'm like, I'm looking at those guys. But Hamels on the other end. Uh the the Reds only have a 3.9 implied run total. They've over a 20%. Like if you take out Peraza at a 12% K rate like that that lineup like strikes out a lot and although there's obviously power with like urban Suarez and Aquino the rest of the lineup has no power so if he can navigate around those guys like i think at at 8700 on draftkings and and definitely on yahoo for uh let me take a look at his price on yahoo he's 35 bucks. bucks yeah he's
3: the same price as Lopez i believe which is kind of an interesting quandary but Uh, Right now I'm leaning Hamels too. And it's funny, you mentioned that and you're probably looking at plate IQ and you mentioned like where's nobody else with power. There is one more guy with power, except he's just not in plate IQ. Why is he not in plate IQ? The six hole is skipped because it's Michael Lorenzen, the pitcher. The pitcher, Michael Lorenzen's batting sixth, and he actually does, he does have power. He has like seven home runs in his career and like 115, 120 major league bats. He also strikes out over 30% of the time. So he's a power hitter. But he also is going to whiff a good bit, too. And not only that, they had Votto, who's ill. He's not feeling particularly well. He was scratched. He had the fish. Uh, so Van Meter, lefty on lefty. He's a disaster lefty on lefty. Usually the thing with left- Van Meter is, like, once the righty comes in, he spells Irvin. Irvin's drawing the start. And they probably have another body because, you know, it's September. So I wouldn't exactly say it's assured that Irvin's going to play, you know, all nine innings. But just uh, Van Meter being in that lineup striking at over 30% lefty on lefty, he's terrible. Uh, I, I fire up the weather edge and it's a pretty big sample. Of course, this does change as closer we get up the lock, the closer we get up to a, uh, you know, the game time, as far as the weather, you know, it, it's fickle uh, 149 game sample. A, uh, the previous games with similar weather, 33.4% decrease in homers, 14.6% decrease in runs and a 17, 4%, 174%, 17.4% increase in ERA. Again, that's Ross uh, weather edge tool. Uh, it's just, I wasn't really on handles, but he's cheap enough. and, the context of the Cincinnati lineup makes him uh, at least in the conversation of playing for tournaments. Uh, he's well, also a lot right. of
4: people also don't understand that while Hamels does give up more hard contact to righties, he actually has a higher strikeout rate to righties. So I think even with this righty-heavy Cincinnati lineup, like if let's say you go with the win narrative, like if he, if the ball could stay in the ballpark, like he has higher upside or is, uh, sneaky, sneaky upside, isn't that what they, what, a, what I'm supposed to say as a DFS town? Yeah, sneaky upside.
3: We, uh, wait, sneaky is one of those words we use probably like wrong ninety percent of the time, but yeah, sure.
4: Right, I'll, I'll allow it. I'm not saying that Hamels is the best play. I'm just, I'm just saying that people tend to avoid him, and I don't think on a seven game slate. If this is a larger slate, maybe I, I wouldn't have as much interest. But if if I'm going to go down and like not play Ray. and I I want to play Hamels as my SP1 in a tournament lineup that I'm, like, stacking expensive bats, I don't think it's that big of of a stretch.
3: So I got that two-faced thing going on, apparently. Devin's very mad at me. I was supposed to get my blinds fixed. I know there people out there. I'm trying to move. If I get really, really close to the camera, extreme close-up, you all can see the bats in the cave. But, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you you guys can deal with this. My bad. My apologies because – can you see the sundial thing working? Is that something to even watch the picture? I don't
4: watch the picture as far as the video. Well, this is what happens when we're a half an hour behind the, when we when in the 730 slate. Because if it was a half an hour ago, the light may have been, you know, maybe six inches more to the other side.
3: It's not just that. But like when I'm like, oh, I got an extra. It was like I was around all day. And I'm like, oh, I got an extra half hour. I'll figure that at some point. And I was just kind of loafing around. And and then I'm like, oh, wow, the show starts in 10 minutes. I don't have time to do that. My bad. So, you know, you know, that works sometimes, but uh, tomorrow there you know, will be no shadows. We'll see if there's an increase or a decrease of viewers. But uh, the tricky part, again, with Hamels is he's not been great since coming back, you know, from his injury. He's not been going deep. Uh, he's not been throwing a lot of pitches. <laughs> but, you know, if he throws like 90 to 95 and goes like six or so against a Cincinnati lineup, again, not very good. There's certainly some K potential there. The weather suggests it's a positive place to pitch. Uh, I like it more on Yahoo than on DK. If you sort of compare the prices at 35 bucks, I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, you know, every dollar counts there on Yahoo. You put a load up for a, you know, some of the bats we'll talk about in a second. 8-7 uh, on DK, it's, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to say you can't play it, but, you know, I, I think that's kind of sort of too close, uh, you know, to the Robbie Rays of the world, the Tanner Roarks of the world. And, you know, KC has the lowest team total on the board. Uh, That lineup is pretty bad. Roark is, you know, good against righties, vulnerable against lefties. I think there's five lefties in that lineup, not all particularly good. Not a big K guy either. I think it's uh, 23% Ks against righties, 20 against lefty. That's off the dome, more or less. That's on the old plate IQ. You guys can fire that up for premium members. Uh, So if you could sort of rank these guys, you know, Strasburg, Barrios, Ray, Roark, Hamels, like who are you prioritizing? We're going to talk about a potential SB2 in a second, I'm sure, to kind of make things work. Uh, but, as far as the I don't want to say elite, but the guys at the top as far as asking price, how would you prioritize these dudes?
4: I think for the context of the slate, I would pay, put Berrios one, Ray two, Strasburg three, Rourke four, and Hamels five. but I mean i I think I think you're not if you're playing cores, you can you're you're not playing two of these guys together, but if you're playing a cheaper stack, you can you're probably not playing Strasbourg, but you could play something like Berrios Hamels. Or Rourke Ray, you could do something like that with a cheaper stack, but I think uh, the the shock combination is going to be one of these guys, most probably Ray or Berrios, with a cheaper guy. I mean, at least on Yahoo and uh, and DraftKings. On the one pitcher sites, I think you just take one of one of these guys, and instead so you're not going all the way down, uh, and then pairing them with probably one of two cheap pitchers. And that would be more of the cash build. But uh, today I'm, I'm more likely to not go in that direction for I Because uh, the main thing is, is that if you're going to fade cores, you don't have to do that.
3: Yeah, so what I'm more likely to do is probably use those core piece, those cores pieces as like one-offs or two-offs, like that kind of thing, and probably get two of the better pitchers. Well, we'll talk about it because um, – well, well, what's your thought? What are you doing? Tell, tell the people what your strategy is, or you're still kind of figuring it out.
4: No, no, i I know what I'm doing. I mean, I still got I'm, I'm only making seven lineups today. Once once NFL starts oh, DraftKings... Football, football was rough yesterday, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. It's more of the payout structures. Like they have like it's eighteen bucks and it's fifty thousand a first and then a thousand a fourth. Like I can't play those tournaments. I'll I'll play the sixty-six, I'll, I'll play three lineups into the, like I'm playing the mid-state stuff. So I'm not like multi-entering a million lineups. It's just like, okay, I'll hand build six, seven lineups. Uh play for the smaller field. So I don't need to do five threes and go completely bonkers so like but on this slate i'm much more likely i mean it's a, just a common theme that when cores is over which especially on smaller slates it tends to be i just fade it and hope for the best and then if, if it goes off so be it tomorrow's another day so since i'm avoiding all practically i may have some one-offs but i'm since i'm practically avoiding that entire game i I don't have to live in a world of a salary cap anymore.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, the reason why I don't know how much I want to do this is because and I'm, you're hoping for survival for a guy. Well, here, let's just do it this way. The guys we aren't playing, uh, at least I don't want to speak for you, but I, I don't think you can play Gauss, but he's not going to pitch very long, right? Uh, and we can't pitch Richards. If Richards isn't going to pitch very long either for San Diego, maybe three innings or something like that. We're crossing those dudes off the list, right?
4: Oh, yeah, we're crossing him off. We're crossing Mattson Senzatella off. You're crossing Sparkman off. You're cr- you're probably crossing off Dakota Hudson at 8100 on DraftKings. There is some upside for Ronaldo Lopez at 6800 against Minnesota. I'm not going to go there, but sure. I mean, he, at least he could strike people out. But I think the two most uh, popular options to as SP twos are going to be Pablo Lopez and Zach Davies, which is obviously my guy.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, I thought Zach Davis was your guy. And Zach Davies? you taking Zach all the guys. Davies, Zach
4: Davies. Zach Dav- if, if anybody I- named Zach. Now, that the works. reason I say it that way is because Davies wow. with the E is like a British way of Davis. So since I play a lot of soccer DFS and I follow soccer, <laughs> there are a lot of Davies. There are tons of Davies. So I'm just used to like, okay, Zach Davies. But it can be pronounced Dav- Davis. It, how does the, the
3: soccer DFS treat you, uh, treat you this year so far?
4: Right. That's my, that's my best sport.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: I, I would love it's, to get into it. The prize pools are smaller, so you can't make a ton of money. But I mean, as far as consistently, I mean, most people, the roto Grinders, don't realize like the first year and a half or so I played DFS, it was just soccer. I didn't follow any of the other sports. So, like, to me, baseball is one of my newer sports. You got a team over there? Or was, who was your favorite team Louisville City, FC, USL Division II. Division. In Louisville. <laughs> you, you support- See, the thing is about. Oh, about you soccer. Know, I still
3: live in Charleston when they're the battery playing
4: against you guys. Yeah, there you go. Be the battery. That's You support your local club. It's <laughs> the most important thing in soccer. No matter what league, what division, you support. It's like It has a very college football, like where you're from, you support. It doesn't matter. It could be a high school. Who cares?
3: Yeah. Well, actually, the battery is in a different league. They were the feeder system to the Atlanta team. For what
4: no, it's there's no feeder. They're an independent team.
3: Yeah, nobody cares. nobody cares about this conversation. I thought I was asking for, like, a team over like
4: in, in England. I thought Liverpool. You, is If I'm going to support anyone, probably Liverpool.
3: Okay, that's what I, that's what I was asking for. Uh, the, the tricky part with uh, Zach Davies, Zach Davis, anybody named Zach that's pitching today is that Milwaukee just has not been letting their starting pitchers go. They're battling for a playoff spot. Every game matters. Every inning matters. Every pitch matters. And he's not very good, and they're very, very quick to give the hook. So uh, also not a big K guy. He walks too many dudes as well. Like, he can be okay and survive four to five innings, I suppose. But he also can, like, pick up and be out in three innings. And if you're going to pick one of the two as far as Lopez versus Davies, and Lopez has been kind of up and down since coming back from his injury. And of course, the Marlins have got to play for it. I saw in a note, and this wouldn't surprise me. Somebody said in chat, if I can get confirmation, if anybody else that they working, that apparently the roof's going to be open in Arizona. And I've said this before. the uh, Arizona hates, they, they hate their fans. It's like 98 degrees. Uh, and then they open the roof. Uh, either they hate their fans or they don't like paying the ac bill or whatever it is I mean, they're, they're pinching pennies over there they get the the owner from the cleveland indians Indians from major league is like the owner of the team or something like that but uh i mean I, could you go to the game it's 90 degrees and then the width the, you, know, you have the ability to close the door and they're like nah we're good we got you have the ability
4: a, to not have a baseball game there because it's boring <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a dry heat i just can't i can't believe it but i saw i, I feel like i saw somebody say it on twitter as well too but uh uh, yeah, m- maybe, uh, the roof will be open in Arizona for what it's worth, but, uh, Lopez versus Davies. If you're going to force me to pick one, I'm taking, uh, Pablo Lopez.
4: What's I, it? I would, I would happen to agree with you. Yes. If, if choosing between the two, uh, my tra- strategy in tournaments is going to be to not play either of them.
3: You're going to go double. Uh, I don't want to say double barrel. Like a double barrel stud. Like two of the pricier the pitchers. That's sort of your At least right at now. least
4: in the midline. I mean, I could play Hamels. I could play Rourke, I could play. I could play two of those guys. And uh, the strategy that I'm taking is to stack against the other two guys.
3: Well, that would mean you're you're playing Marlins though.
4: No, not Ray. I'm not talking about Ray. I'm talking about Lopez. So I'm playing Diamondbacks. Oh, okay. And Padres. Okay. I, mean, I love the Diamondbacks more than more than uh, more than the Padres though, but. But that's fine. But I'm more likely in those builds to play Davis and just survive than play Lopez. Because I think it's, I think the, the ownership, like Jimino's ownership, has Lopez at 28% on DraftKings and Davis at 16. So 28% ownership on that pitcher on an SP2 gives me a lot more leverage.
3: Yeah, uh, of course, those ownership, uh, you know, you know Jimino and his team, they're all over at, uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, figuring that out. The closer and closer it gets refined. The closer and closer we get the lock. Uh, by the way, post-show, we're going to have a, uh, you know, if you guys are sticking around for, for premium, it's cheese and it's Roth. Uh, just throwing it out for other people. Uh, I, I, w- I did want to give the shout-outs. Give me a second. I'll, I'll pull it up. We'll, we'll do that in the transition. But as I'm pulling it up, can you tell me, uh, give me like a summary. What, what are our thoughts as far as uh, the pitchers today?
4: I think the SB1 pitchers are going to be fairly spread out, but still condensed to primarily Ray, Berrios, and Strasburg. I think Rourke is going to be owned, but be lower owned. I think Rourke and Hamels. We'll get ownership somewhere in the mid-teens, which is fine. I think Ray, I think Ray and Barrios are going to be the chalk SP1s, but I don't see people playing them both together. So pick whichever one, and they're, they're within 400 of each other. So pick whatever ones you want, and then, like, for a cash build, you pick one of Davis or Lopez, and they're within, what, 600 of each other. So depending on the bats that you have, like, don't concern yourself over – which one do I play, Lopez or Davis, or which one do I play, Berrios or Ray? Like, figure out your bats, and then whichever two of those guys fit together, I think I think you're in fine shape, especially in cash games.
3: Yeah, I, well, I mean, who's playing? You're, come on, who's playing cash
4: games? Well, no, you never know. I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading these cold, by the way, so I might get one of those uh, Mr. Butts, uh, Seymour. Let's see if somebody's going to have some fun. Uh, of course, we get the shout-outs for those that, uh, you know, they're signing up on you know, uh, you win yourself one free month of Rotor Grinders Premium. Got to incentivize yourselves to rock the, uh, the Rotor riders badge. If you guys finish in the top 10 of certain contests around the industry, you win yourself one free month while rocking that RG badge. And that's premium for not just baseball, but for football as well. Uh, this is the shout out This is the people that have recently signed up. Thanks for signing up. Thanks for rocking the badge. We got N. Wilson, 1850. Go Ducks, 1986. Uh, that, by the way, is a... Um, Uh, 33 year old Anaheim Ducks fan. Uh, Lord Raymond, Lee 500, Gibbeo Money, Uh, Zethridge, JTI, Ridu Els, Ridu Els, uh, Aparis, 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 Aparis. and Go Kart Bum. Of course, we don't want to leave Go Kart Bum out. So there you go. Thanks for watching. It's like you're
4: speaking in tongues.
3: It reminds me of that scene from airplane that like old people will remember, but uh, we shall move on. Uh, bats. We, we we talked about arms. How about the sticks? Uh, you know, you made it. So you kind of hinted, you kind of suggested, but sure. Let's reiterate. Uh, give me a player. Give me a, a core player. Give me a team that you're focusing on as, as far as the bats tonight. Uh,
4: if if not as a stack, as a one-off Kyle Schwarber, at 3,900. He's batting clean off of the Cubs. He's priced at 3,900. He's facing Kevin Gausman. Gausman I mean, yeah, he may only pitch three innings, but, like, he could easily – I mean, we've seen plenty of times he's pitched a third of an inning and given up nine runs. So, it does to me, uh, I, I'm hoping that people are scared off on the the wind, which uh, is not as dramatic as it could be. And uh, it, the price is reflected. It's not like the Cubs are in the mid-fours or high-fours. The, the most expensive Cub is Bryant at 4,400 so I know Rizzo's out of the lineup I know Baez is out but I mean these these guys still hit the ball well so I'm more likely if if not as a stack uh, to sprinkle in some of these Cubs guys especially if Jamino's hamster wheel says they're going to be sub five percent oh
3: well 12 bucks on Bryant just throwing it out there Rizzo's uh, his foot's going to be in a boot he's out with a foot he's not going to be playing for at least a week or so or something like that and uh like, yeah, I'm not sitting here breaking down matchup against Gauss because, like you said, you know, you're, you're going to get the bullpen and who knows what you're going to get. And it's like situation, of, you know, dependent upon the game. He's probably going to face all these guys once, essentially. So, you know, 20, you know, 20, 25% of your usage against this hitter, against this pitcher, and then everything else is just sort of up in the air. We have no idea. It's just guesswork, and maybe it kind of works out for you, especially if Chicago's up 7 nothing. Who knows what they're going to roll out there? Some arms you've probably never heard of. Because, uh, you know, I haven't seen how many dudes they called up, but they probably have extra arms to pen like everybody else does these days. We're going to go around the horn. Uh, catcher. I, well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear. It's like, you know, if money wasn't a thing, uh, you could play any catcher you want. Salary cap doesn't matter. Well, I was going to say Ramos, but he did not crack the lineup for the Mets. I'm not sure if he hit the over refresh button. So we'll cross him off the list. Uh, Nito. Uh, Thomas Nito is actually uh, playing catcher tonight for the Mets in Cores, Seven and a half total. Against Sensatella, it is worth noting Sensatella not a big fly ball guy, not a big home run guy, but he walks a lot of dudes. And you know his ERA is a disaster. If that's something you care about as well, he's been get, he's been beat up uh, for various reasons. And that Babbitt, you know, in that ballpark, obviously he's not forgiving either. Um, catcher Plan B, what are we doing?
4: Whoever fits. I mean, really, I mean, really, we're at the point where, like, if you want to pay up, you could take Grandal. I don't think he's worth it. You could if you want to take Contreras at forty one hundred. I just don't. I just think on a slate where in the chalk lineup you're jamming in cores, guys. Like I'm not saying you have to take N- uh, nido or Batera because like, they're in cores, but if you wanted to take Valoria at 2100, Rourke has significant splits against lefties, but Valoria is not the great of a hitter anyways. But if you want to take Jan Gomes at 3,000, like I take a look at this ownership and it's so spread out that like if you're stacking, play the play the guy that's in your stack. And uh, and if not, I, it's the last position I would fill in. Like, just what – I can't give a like, – yeah, sure. If you can play Mitch Garver at 5,600 against uh, Ronaldo Lopez, you probably did something wrong to begin with. Uh, but if you wanted to, sure. If you wanted to play Alfaro against Ray, even though Alfaro strikes out 35% of the time, but you never know. Like, I, I can't, you can plug in anyone you want, and I can't call you wrong in any form.
3: Yeah. I mean, you play, you play Garver just because the price is so goofy, right? That's a, that's the reason to do it. And he's he absolutely can be the best catcher on the board. That's, that's certainly possible. We prefer him against lefties, but you can play him against righties too. And he's got a, you know, nice position in that lineup batting fifth and you know big team total for Minnesota as well. But like you say, dollar for dollar, he's not the play, uh, two, two catchers for the Cubbies tonight. Contreras, like Haratini for what it's worth Contreras is the better stick, but you're going to pay a little bit more for that, but there's not really much else to say. Like, you know, it, like, like, the catchers are not good. <laughs> they're not good, and then
4: most of them are cheap. And most and like the, the difference between the cheap catchers, I don't see that big. Like it's either like oh a better hitter in a worse hitting environment, or a great hitting environment and they're horrible hitters. So like it's 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 one of the two. Pick pick and choose whatever. I'm perfectly fine with whatever's left, even in a lineup that I'm not stacking. I'm playing cash games to fill it fill out everyone else, and then if you're if you got thirty one hundred. And you're like, oh, okay, Jan Gomes, and fine. Okay, throw him in. Uh,
3: as far as first base, well, this is one of your big decisions, I think, in the slate. You know, it's a, it's a short slate, and you can make it work. You can definitely make it happen. You get the polar bear, uh, Alonzo, you know, in, in, in Coors field. You got to spend up for him for sure. I think he's what, 5'7, five, 5'8 five, on DK. He's 24 on Yahoo, which is three below the floor. I'm sorry, three below the ceiling, which is very reasonable. Um, like he's, he's one of the big decision points. And you kind of talked about how you're probably not going to be stacking up course, but you're going to have some one offs. I presume he's one of your favorite one-offs, correct?
4: At a first-base position, that is very, this is a very scarce position today. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I'd rather not roster. Uh, I'm expecting Alonzo at 5,700 to be one of the chalkiest bats on the slate. So in lineups that I make that are very contrarian, especially when I'm playing mid-stakes GPPs that only have like 1,000 people in it, I'm considering Alonzo as a one-off. But if I'm gonna if if I'm gonna if you're gonna be out there and you're gonna go, I'm gonna stack the Mets. I'm gonna make a three man of the Mets, like maybe you don't include Alonzo and you pl- and you play Matt Olson instead against Sparkman because I think that's the natural pivot in this range. Because like the other options, like you could go for it. You could play uh, Eric Thames against Richards if you want. You could play Lamb against Lopez. And I mean, that's more likely what I'm gonna be doing, playing Lamb at 3300 in a diamondback stack uh, because like the one-offs here are very clearly like the Coors guys and Olsen. And if you want to get real and you play Goldie against Strasburg, uh, but I'd rather not go there. Or you play like Zimmerman or Hosmer. You can play Hosmer against Davis. Davis is going to be somewhat chalky. Hosmer at 4%, uh, getting the ballpark upgrade. I think I think he's not that bad of a play. Or you go all the way down you play Ryan O'Hearn at 2,700 against, uh, you know, lefties against Roark. Uh, but just understand that that type of matchup is like he's going to get a zero or he's going to get a home run so don't complain when when you get nothing from him.
3: yeah I agree with you as far as Olson being the best pivot Sparkman's given up more than two homers per nine I understand that ballpark's not great for power but Spol- uh, Sparkman yields it a ton and he pitches most of his game or at least or half his games more or less in uh, you know the cavernous ballpark there in KC so he yields plenty of homers Olson with the platoon on his side and You know, on DK, he's distinctly cheaper, not distinctly cheaper, like 500 cheaper. But, like, if you want to play the ownership game, on Yahoo, Olsen's more expensive than Alonso. Like, it doesn't make sense to do that, but that's why it does make sense, right, in tournaments. Uh, That's one way to do that for sure. Uh, And then I saw a question there in chat basically asking that question. Do you want Olsen or do you want, um, you know, Alonso? And, yeah, it depends what you're doing as far as your line of construction Sure, the book's going to say the better play is Alonzo, but it's baseball and it's small sample sizes, and there's ownership to consider when you're your, building your, your, uh, your tournament lineups. Uh, Any interest in Dingo Murphy batting second left on left versus mats? Like he, you know,
4: He's not bad. He's not bad, and Mats is, is like kind of neutral splits. Like I don't really care that much lefty-lefty with Matz. Uh but like, if I'm going to play Murphy, like I'm playing Murphy because of the hitting environment, not because I like the matchup. So that's why, like, I not personally, I don't care about that. What does it matter?
3: I'm just I'm just being, a, I'm
4: just needling it all. Now I'm much more, rather, I'm much more likely to play Hosmer over Murphy. But I think on the high end, it's Alonzo or Olson, or you're going down.
3: Yeah, I think I was actually digging into this earlier today, as far as the left on left, and if I'm not mistaken, you know, and it, it's this year, and it's smaller samples, but Matt's this season is a 212 ISO versus lefties and a 181 ISO versus righties. So you can argue he's give up more power versus lefties than righties, but Last year, it was, it was flipped. So, you know, you can say this is kind of an anomaly, I suppose. Uh, and I would I would lean more so on the bigger sample than the smaller sample. Last year was a bigger sample. So, yeah. But uh, Murphy's probably better off in a stack than a one-off. Uh, anything else at first that's worth noting uh, that, that we should mention? Matt Skoll made the lineup, by the way. Just throwing it out there. I think he's a big K guy. Is he not, Skoll? I feel
4: like he right, but I'd still, at the same price, I'd rather play Ryan O'Hearn against Roark than, than Skoll out of like what he has like a 40 percent k rate
3: no i no i agree and i was saying that i was just doing a little call back in my head from a perspective of rostering burrios uh yeah 33.9 percent like that gives a little bit of boost as far as K's. It's just right. kind of,
4: i mean but if you're going to roster a white Sox first baseman you'll just take a Brayu.
3: correct uh keystone position second base what do you have for me
4: Okay, at second base i i mean i think the truck's going to be robinson cano I mean, I I don't. I mean, it's core. I mean, essentially, we're going to go through all these positions, and and most most of it is going to be someone from Coors Field because on a seven game slate, like it has by far the highest total. Uh, I know we got some some implied totals like Oakland, Milwaukee. We got some over five, but in overall game total, it's 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 going to be Coors and Zenzatella is a, is a worse pitcher than Max, so you're going to see the Mets. But we're, I'm used to playing with 3,400 for Robinson Cano, not uh, 4,900. But looking at the rest of the second-based options, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's dire. When, when, <laughs> when Jamino's hamster wheel has Yolmer Sanchez 2,600 at 16% ownership, uh, you, you know that it's slim pickings uh, at second base.
3: We got Big T's boy, Wilmer Flores, leading off. He's not facing a lefty, though, for what it's worth. But I know Big T's all over Wilmer Flores um cano his best price around the industry is on fandle uh i think it's like three five or three six or something like that 23 on yahoo is whatever you know like you said he's what four nine uh, uh on dk mcneil is five six which you know it seems a bit pricey oh Nemo! he found himself in the leadoff spot tonight that's interesting namo's gonna be super popular i did not the Mets line have cracked and i did not see that because i was looking at the, the catcher spot brandon nemo he's gonna be popular tonight look at that uh, good times for sure and i did want to say this is a callback to first base. You know, we don't think Richards is going to stick around very long. Uh, let, let me summon my inner Walter White. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We have a problem. Uh, little Heisenberg. I just want to say uh, tread lightly on the guy like Thames. I just think there's a better chance of him getting the hook just because they're going be, there's going to be a variety of pitchers in that lineup. And, again, Milwaukee is doing everything they can to grab some Ws. And so if they see a small chance of, uh, you know, getting an edge in the game or a double swap or something like that. I would not be surprised if Thames gets the hook. Of course, he can bang out a homer as first as they've Who really cares? Uh, third base, uh, Breaking Bad, best show of all time, right?
4: Eh, debatable. It's a it's a great show. Well, what's better? That show, the flagship show. No, this is stop it.
3: <laughs> not even close. <laughs> oh, that, that's, please, no, that, that's not even a con- that, no, that, that's not even a conversation, and that's not even
4: on like a, this is only internet television. It's not on the actual. You know, so topic. eventually, it will get down here. We'll be on. We'll be on that red carpet getting getting the Emmy.
3: I don't think so. <laughs> uh, hot corner, third base. What do you have for me?
4: Oh, we're done with second already? Well, I, I, I was th- quick. I threw it to you. You have anybody else. Okay, can- that's fine. Okay, but I've been... Uh, is there someone else who wants sucks. So, you could play as Dribble Cabrera. And he's a third baseman. There's a lot of second base, third baseman. So, okay, we'll flip over and go to third base. I think the top option, Uh, uh I think the top option raw points-wise is Nolan Arenado. Uh, facing the lefty I mean the lefty masher uh, for fifty five hundred. But I think the better option, point per dollar, is Matt Chapman at forty three hundred against uh, Sparkman, uh, because I think Chapman and Arenado, other than the hitting environment, are same hit. I mean, are just as big power hitters, and Sparkman's a much worse pitcher than Max. So if you're going to play Aaron I much rather play Matt Chapman at the same ownership as Arenado only because I get to save $1,200 in the process.
3: Hey, if you're playing the ownership game, why not the lefty master, Eugenio Suarez?
4: Oh, you could do that too. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'm just going at the top first. You're speeding ahead to like even the lower owned-up. Well,
3: we, there's a time constraint. We have to step okay, aside and okay, get out of here.
4: Right. <laughs> like, we got things to do, man. I know. i, I got to a look at the man. Cubs. Like Chris Bryant's 4,400 against Gausman. And three of what three percent ownership? It's not against Gausman, though. It's, it's one time against Gausman, but yeah, he's yeah, sure, fair. Yeah, but if you want to take Suarez at forty nine hundred against Hamels, I mean, you're just paying up for it against. Uh, yes, it will be contrarian, but I, I'm more likely to play someone like as Cabrera or even Mike Mustakis or even Miguel Sano against Ronaldo Lopez. I'm more likely to do that than as a one off, at least. Obviously, if you're playing a red stack you know suarez is great but i just i i think the red stack is, is is too expensive
3: i always talk about uh as a one-off i think suarez is pretty interesting i'm not stacking them up for sure that lineup is just dreadful but uh, i always talk about how like you know jorge soler has got the quietest like 43 44 45 homers in baseball do you know how many homers
4: aohadio suarez has uh probably like high 30s 47 wow yeah that's a lot <laughs> That's a big
3: number. <laughs> I, when I, yeah, it snuck up on me too. Like I'm not trying, that wasn't like a gotcha question. But, uh, you know, And you, it, when you do this every single day, so every once in a while I kind of like to step back and I'm like, let's take a look at season-long numbers because you, you kind of think what you think and sometimes you might have these biases for better or for worse. But, uh, yeah, Suarez is 47 home runs. Amazing.
4: Hopefully he doesn't hit one today because I'm not taking him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's tough, and he's going to be like you know, for for a seven-game slate, he's going to be well hidden because you know we, we sort of talked about it. Arnotto and out on Chapman make the most sense, and then there are other pivots too, like you know McNeil on the other side is available at third base some spots. Bryant you can get really cheap uh, on Yahoo specifically at twelve dollars. But all right, let's jump back to shortstop, and well, is it Trevor Story?
4: Yeah, I mean, like who else would it be up there? I mean, you're you're, I mean, are you going to pay fifty three hundred for Marcus Semien against? sparkman maybe in a stack in a stack i would i don't think i would do it as a one-off but like from a point per dollar perspective i mean i like story just towers over everyone if you to me if you're gonna to me if you're gonna pay up like you're paying up at shortstop and if you're not paying up like you're going all you're you're taking you're taking as little as possible so like you're playing like machado against davis you're playing Mondesi against roark because he's going to be a left, I mean, he's a switch hitter, so he'll be batting from the left side. But, like, the shortstop position looks even worse than first base. Because-
3: and what about Trey Turner? Uh, because, like, we haven't mentioned any of the Washington guys, and, like, it's not a great ballpark, and Dakota Hudson's, like, a perfectly fine real life pitcher, not a dominant pitcher. It's why we kind of sort of ignored him as far as talk about pitching. He's not going to strike you out, but he's probably going to, you know, get that quality start and go six and strike out three or um, strike out three and give up three-arm runs or something like that. You know, he's going to be completely neglected.
4: No, but I just that uh, you know the Nationals have a four point six implied run total. It's it's uh, yeah they're favored in this game, but like it's just that they're overpriced for that total. Um, I I don't want to pay mid four Ks to five K. I don't want to pay for Rendon. I don't want to pay for Turner. But obviously other people won't either. So if you think that the Nationals have upside, like you're getting them at much lower ownership. I think people are more likely if they're not going to play Story, play uh, Jorge Polanco yeah gets Ronaldo Lopez I think he's officially priced at 4600 I don't think he's I, I he's a fine he's okay I don't think he's underpriced or overpriced uh but outside of that like in a Cub stack you can play Nico Horner I know he's batting eighth but he's 3100 uh and if Gausman's gonna walk the moon <laughs> like the bottom of the order will have runners on base so I don't mind it that much but I'm not looking at guys like Peraza or Sia, Rojas like if I'm not gonna, if if, if I'm gonna fake story, I need either a guy that's in the stack that I'm playing, or someone that could potentially hit a home run. And more likely, those those cheap guys, Ryan Goins and and, and Luis Arias. Like, I don't think it's gonna be them.
3: Yeah, like as my one-offs, I, I'm looking for Pedro Serrano. I need a guy that can say "F you," uh, you know, "F you, A guy that can do it by himself. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, and those guys are not you know Miguel Rojas on most days it can happen I suppose and, you know uh, I think he's like 2-1 or 2-2 on Vandal if needed as a punt he's batting second it's not the worst idea if you make everything else work but of course you're not seeking them out uh, when, you're, when you're rostering
4: a one offs. So that's what you're looking for correct right you're looking for in one swing they could get there in one swing
3: yeah uh, and most of these you know some of these guys just can't do it obviously let's jump to the outfield where you know, I think the Mets are gonna be super popular in the outfield for good reason. Uh Conforto is five four on DK. He's like twenty one or twenty two uh on Yahoo. Let's see what he was. Yeah, twenty one. Nemo is nineteen, leading off uh, you know, basically locked in for those side five abs Bs and Course Field you know, assuming things go fairly well. Those guys will most certainly be, be popular. The twins, depending on where you're shopping. Uh, you know, Rosario is is a, is cheap. Oh, Areas is drawing the start. Kepler, I guess his chest acted up or something like that. Kepler's not playing baseball today. Uh, Rosario, $11 on Yahoo, by the way. He's like 4-2 or 4-3 on DK. So both places, he's especially cheap. What say you as far as the outfield?
4: I think the chalk option is going to be Ian Desmond, 4,100 on DraftKings and 15 bucks on Yahoo, uh, batting six against Mats. I think, I mean, he's he, he he has a over 200 ISO against lefties and he's what, 4,100 in cores. So he's fine as part of a stack as well as a one-off. Same for Conforto. I think uh, if you need to punt in an outfield, I think in a cash lineup, you're going to be punting at least one outfield spot. Oh no, here it is. What? You could play Josh Rojas. Okay. 30, no, you're not, and it's not Lewis Brinson. Sorry, it's not, <laughs> not going to be him. Probably it's going to be either Josh Rojas, Seth Brown, or Chris Davis at 3,700. And uh, the, the pricing on Yahoo is, is cheap also for that. So, so I think, You could play two of those guys. Like, if you're going to pay up for – let's say you pay up for Arenado instead of Chapman at third base, like, you're playing two of these guys. But if you're playing Chapman at third base instead of Arenado, then I think you play Desmond and then two of these guys. Uh, And I think that's the main reason why a lot of this Cubs ownership is going to be lower.
3: We got Yisman trolling us here in the chat. Says, Lewis Brinson can get there in one swing – He can get to the bench in three swings. He can also do that. Um, He is insanely cheap on DK, where I think he's 2K over there.
4: Yeah, but he's always insanely cheap, so who cares?
3: He will be holding a piece of wood in his hand and presumably attempting to hit a baseball. Uh, You know, so he's rosterable if it makes everything else work, but, like, I don't want to do it. Like, if you're stacking up cores, obviously, or something like that, or if you have two uh, of the better pitchers, Again, this is not an endorsement by any (laughs) – it's the nicest thing I can say about the guy. He's probably a real nice guy. And, again, it's not his fault that he was traded for Christian Yelich. That's the management's fault. Don't take it out on him. Uh, Anybody else that's uh, worth a note here in in the outfield, uh, you know, Boomstick Cruz, it's not for some lefty, but he batches versus the righties as well. I saw somebody in the chat talking about Ilya Menes against Barrios. I don't mind that for tournaments. Certainly you can do that. You know, Aquino, uh, I don't care what the wind's doing. When he he gets a hold of the ball, it's going to go like, you know, 20 rows up, so for sure he's in play as well. Blackman batting cleanup, different lineup in Colorado today. You know, with the lefty, it's Story, Murphy, Arenado, then Blackman. Uh, certainly you can play him in, a, in stacks, probably not, you know, certainly not if you're a cash game, so it doesn't only make any sense. It doesn't only fit my build, my theoretical build. You mentioned Rojas batting second, uh, still a minimum uh, on Yahoo at $7. And what is he, like 3-1 on DK?
4: Yeah, I think so.
3: Anything else, or shall we do a little bit of a screen share? You down with the screen share? screen share
4: sure i just want to i just want to mention like obviously the oakland guys with that total are in play uh if you want to play canha or something like that uh the the cubs are they're cheap Schwarber, hayward zobrist i mean zobrist is more of a stack play and i'd play him at second base over outfield but even the milwaukee guys like grissom or braun against richards and and the bullpen i mean they have a five plus implied run total and then outside of that like yeah, the Diamondbacks are are expensive. You want to play Marte, Escobar, those guys with Rojas or whatever, but I think they're, they're going to be lower owned. They're facing uh, one of the, the chalkiest SP2s. And according to Slate IQ currently, uh, they're, the, they're, they're the highest leverage stack of the Slate, and they have the fourth highest win expectation on the Slate. So I know people in chat are like, are people sleeping on the D-backs? Like I'm not sleeping on the d back so I'm I, I'm probably going to be over the field on the Diamondbacks and the and the Cubs, and I'm going to be much lower, way lower on Coors. But that's a GPP. That's that's I mean that's what I do. Coors Field, they're the best plays. But because it's baseball and anything could happen, that could be a two two to one game. And since they're so high owned, you know, if the Cubs put up eight runs or the Diamondbacks put up seven runs, and Coors Field doesn't go off that could still win a GPP.
3: You guys are watching us on the old Yatu, uh, Yatu, YouTube? Feel free to like and subscribe uh, if you're going to fire some questions in there. D-Train, our fabulous multitasking producer, he'll be all over it. He's going to copy and paste those questions and throw them over here in the Rotor runners chat. We'll knock those out before we step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. I presume we're on for the next 11 minutes or so. Of course, we're doing the screen share right now. Umpire data, uh, extreme hitters, umpire for Strasburg and for Hudson for what it's worth. Uh, extreme pitchers umpire in course Field today uh you got Robbie Ray with the hitters umpire Eh, nothing else going on as far as the umpire data as far as the K props I need you to take a stand bust out your own almanac I'm sure you got Biff somewhere on your phone uh Strasburg's at seven and a half as far as his over under for K's for Rios at six and a half Roark at five and a half Ronaldo Lopez at five and a half Matt's four and a half uh take a stand who's going to go over under give me uh, give me the play of the day here as far as the pitchers
4: Uh, based on what, what, what I'm doing in my lineups, I'm going to be betting on the under on Strasburg. I'm going to be betting on the under for Berrios. And I'm going to be betting on the, I don't even see a Hamels K prop, but I'm assuming it's probably like four and a half. If anything, Uh, it's not coming up in lineup HQ.
3: That is interesting. Maybe it's off the board or something like Lorenzen's throwing things off. Lorenzen's in there and it's like, but again, Lorenzen's got power. He's got legit power but he also strikes out over 30% of the time. Um, I assume they're throwing him in the outfield. Is that where he plays, I guess?
4: Ooh. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I I I would, would. I mean, it's not like I don't think Hamels is going to have eight strikeouts, but I think five is in the cards.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I like it as well. And I'm going to take the over. How about this? I'll take the over on Burrios at six and a half. We talked about before, you know, the plate IQ, as far as the, the lineup he's facing today, uh, 26.9% collectively as far as striking out. The only guy that's not striking out, and it's a small sample, is Mendick at 7.1%. Skull at 33%, Goings at 29%, Garcia at twenty. Everything everybody else is like in the red, at least the 22%, and Barrios, as far as his case in the season, pretty much the same as far as lefties versus righties, collectively 22.7%. Let's jump and take a peek as far as what we have at ownership for pitchers right now, which I know is important to you. We're seeing Ray, Robbie Ray, and again, the book says, the, the VFS book says you're not supposed to play Chalk Robbie Ray, but he's facing a terrible Marlins team. He's currently at 38%, Barrios at 31 Pablo Lopez, the guy that kind of sort of makes things work at 28%. Then Hamels, then Rojork at 19%. Davies at 16%. I'm going to say this. I, I think I'm going to have zero Davies. Like, if I'm going to go down there, it's going to be Lopez over Davies for me. I just think Lopez is more upside. And then Strasburg at 15% just seems wrong. Like, he's got the biggest ceiling, doesn't he? Biggest yeah, but it's out. on
4: the context of the slate, paying eleven point eight k for a pitcher. Yeah. DraftKings just limits. That's why you play Strasburg in a lineup that's fading cores. Or only playing one or two guys as a one-off, I, I, that to me that's viable. But it because because less people are doing it, obviously the ownership is going to follow that.
3: Uh, let's take a peek as far as the hitter. Well, you know what? Let's just jump back so for a second. Let's see what cheese has as his core. Who do you think cheese's core pitcher play is today? I'm actually I had it on Yahoo earlier. This is site specific. We happen to have this one on DK, but Brios. There you go. Cheese is all over Brios. Uh, Notorious has Brios and Rays as cash game guys. And then, of course, you have the GPP plays from Tuttle and the Sally Relief. Do we have Ryan every single one of these? I think so. Hold on. Well, he's not a cheapie. So that's – wait. No. I should work these buttons better. Let's jump to the hitters. Uh, as far as the cash game hitters for cheese or – well, just tell the people what you're doing as far as your hitters. If they're, still, if they're like, obviously, you got your stacks and you're trying to be a little bit goofy, a little bit different because there is variance in baseball.
4: Right. Well, I mean, what, what I'm what I'm doing tonight in, in, in tournaments, at least, is I'm going to try to play two of the more expensive pitchers together and then I made because I'm playing the mid stakes. If you're playing the big DraftKings like the 9,800 person tournament for 18 bucks, there, I still think you, you play a five man stack. Yeah, don't do anything other five and five three five two one five one one one. Don't listen to Dean and play the one 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 whatever type of thing.
3: What about the you're three two that? one 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 stack? Is that a right. – for that stack?
4: You're doing that. But in the <laughs> smaller stuff, I may be playing stuff like like four three one with primarily the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, and then I may sprinkle a Coors bat, I may sprinkle an Oakland bat, you know, something like that's what I'm, I'm but I need to see, I haven't built lineups yet, but I'm going to try to avoid playing Lopez, neither Lopez. I want my cheapest pitcher to be uh, Cole Hamels and see what I could build around that, even if I'm taking like seventh and eighth hitters. And hopefully that's, that's different enough uh, while still having upside, where if Coors doesn't go off, I'm in, in a good position to win.
3: I'll say this, and I, I don't think it's said enough, and like you talk about as far as like depending, understand what tournament you're in, uh, like those tournaments on DK that are huge, especially that are, that are top-loaded. You you should really be more ambitious, and you're, you're looking to bank it. Like if you're playing a more of a flat payout uh, with less people in there, then you don't necessarily have to be as goofy. And I pulled up a, the, the biggest Yahoo contest is I think sold out as far as I can tell. There's still some Yahoo baseball contests out there. And I think just for what it's worth, and it's $500,000 this weekend as far as their football contest. I right. Think- on
4: Yahoo, when I play baseball on Yahoo, their contests aren't that big. They're great payout structures. I mean, the contests aren't bad. It's just that the fields are much smaller than the big fields on the other sites. So on Yahoo, like you can stack six on Yahoo, but those contests are just not big enough that you need. Correct. You can do it, but I don't think you need to. It's So like on NFL contests... With a six hundred thousand people for the play action three dollar, like you bet you you gotta go ultra correlative and ultra leverage, game stack six guys in a game. You don't have to those types of things.
3: JSU didn't do that. JSU, the only thing JSU had was I think Andrews and
4: uh, Lamar, and I think it's the only well, thing. I'm he had. not saying you have to. I'm just yeah. saying that that the more likely that you should be doing it, anything could win in one in one given slate. But I mean, we saw in Fanduel that the winning lineup. For NFL was basically a, 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 sick, a Mahomes and three <laughs> three receivers and Jacobs as a run back and then the best and the Patriots defense and you got there. But you also see plenty of game stacks like the sharper players in some of the high dollar tournaments. You'll see five man game stacks even in like two thousand man contests. And if that's the game, that's good. Like you win, and that's how they, you don't have to get anything else right. Like you want if you had Demarcus Robinson because you stacked the Chiefs with him. Like you want, as long as you got all the other pieces. We well, right. also need
3: a lot of like things that go bad, like which happened yesterday. But yeah, I I, I hear your point. Um, by the way, I think I'm not to rub the the the, the wound or how how that works. That phrase is I'm pretty sure Britt had a chance of winning that Yahoo contest if uh Kamara put up, like a twenty spot or something like that. Which...
4: Well, for a moment, and then once the because they always include the 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 late game on those slates, and then like Julio Jones and and Ridley both you know two touchdowns, one touchdown. So I think I think he. Kamara needed to put up a ceiling game for him to overcome even that in the late game.
3: Questions from the chat: You got Alonzo or Conforto uh, raw points? You only pick one. Uh, it's a utility spot.
4: Oh, if hmm. you, who who then who would you be playing at first base? Like that's that's my question. I think if you're playing if you're playing cash games, Austin, you're playing Alonzo. Think- the first base spot is is so void of anything great. That you're playing, if, you're, if, if he's not in your first base block, just play him in utility, even as a block.
3: Uh, how do we feel about the White Sox stack?
4: I mean, you could do it. Berrios is going to be 31% downed or, or, or higher than that. You can do it. I'm much more likely I'm not doing it. But if I were to play more as a three-man than a five-man, I don't think Berrios gets killed. But he could, he could give up some damage. And I, like the, most of the White Sox lineup is horrible.
3: Yeah, that that's my sort of pro- – I mean, I get the whole concept of leverage, not to tell cheese if he's listening. Uh, Barrios for, for for tournaments on FanDuel uh, for a one-pitcher site, you in?
4: Yeah, I mean, just play, play the best pitcher you can in your lineup. I just don't think you're paying down all the way on FanDuel.
3: All right, we got Sony playing cash out there. Arenado and Schwarber versus McNeil and Cabrera. Well, that's the first pairing.
4: Yeah, I would go with the first pairing also.
3: Uh, Milwaukee stack.
4: Well, I said Milwaukee's fine. I mean, they're priced decently. Just, just understand, like you said, with Thames tread lightly, tread lightly on the on the pinch hitting because I mean, I'm I'm going to bring up this Brewers lineup. Like it's doable. Like I would play Grissom, Grandal, Mustakis, Braun, and then, like, yeah, Thames would make the most sense. Like you're filling your catcher spot, you're filling your second base spot, so you can't play Spangenberg unless you're playing Mustakis at third base. Like I don't want to play Arcia. And I don't want to fill three outfield spots by playing Kane. So maybe Milwaukee is much better off as a three man or a four man in a, in a either a three man as part of a five three or a four man in a midstakes contest and you're playing a four man there. So I, I think based on the positions and the salaries. That's the better way to go with the Brewers.
3: All right, pick one of these stacks. Uh, Oakland is more appealing than Washington, but Washington's going to be mostly ignored uh, if you're taking just one of them. Which one are you taking?
4: Oakland easily. I think the Nationals are overpriced for this matchup.
3: Strasburg versus Barrios.
4: Well, for the price, I'm going to take Barrios. You save sixteen hundred. Uh, Padres stack. Yeah, that's doable. Padres stack against sixteen to twenty percent Don Zach Davis. That can't. That can't be bad. Well, you're yeah, getting a ballpark Martino upgrade.
3: Garcia's Garcia is terrible.
4: Uh, I mean, you got Machado. You could play Machado, Hosmer, Naylor, yeah. Hedges. You could do it. I mean, it's a doable. It's a, it's doable with the positions. They're asking in the chat about Mats. You, I mean, he's seventy two hundred. I mean, you can play him.
3: I mean, you can, but you, I mean, can you click that button?
4: I'd rather not pay seventy two hundred for a pitcher in cores. Well,
3: it's not; it's not negotiable. The prices are the. This isn't the swap shop. This isn't the flea market. No,
4: but I would consider if, if Matt's was the same price as, as as Zach Davis, and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not playing cores. <laughs> like I'll play Matt. Like also understand, even at seventy two hundred, if you're fading cores completely, playing Max is not is not the worst thing in the world because it's correlative. To if cores doesn't do well, Matt's see the thing is is that cores cannot do well and Matt still only has eight points. So, but just understand that. So, like Matt's could do extremely well, put up twenty points. Cores go. It's a very good leverage play like that. But I'm more likely to try to aim for leverage at my bats than I am at my pitch.
3: Also worth learning, they have like three good hitters. They have Story, they have Arnado and Blackman. Like like Desmond's whatever. Hampson stinks. Butera is the woat. Uh, just sort of throwing it out there. But, Big T yeah. is
4: on Zach Davis, apparently.
3: Well, there you go. I don't think Zach Davis is in the player pool. <laughs> Zach,
4: Zach Davies. <laughs> Zach Davies is in the player pool.
3: <laughs> we got to go. We we, we had crunch time. F- finish strong. Give me something good.
4: Uh, I'm I'm going to hope, uh, basically, my strategy at least, if, if Coors Field is if it's at the fifth inning and it's 0-0, I'm probably having a very good slate. And if it's not, then I'm just single game showdown for NFL time.
3: Let's fire out a couple homers. I'll give you guys: uh, Boomstick, Nelly Cruz goes yard. uh, Chapman goes yard. And uh, according to the almanac, we get the forty-seventh home run from A.U.A. Suarez. Hey, stay tuned for the absolutely epic uh, podcast as far as football this week. That'll be coming at you later tonight or tomorrow morning. And of course, stay tuned for crunch time for paying members. You got cheese and you got Roth over the weather. He's Blunder. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Hold.